Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, Improving the Security of Software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. Hi, this is Mark Miller with OWASP 24-7. Today I'm talking with Glenn Takata from the Netherlands, who is the project lead for the Security Knowledge Framework, along with his brother Ricardo. Welcome, Glenn. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> sure. I've been seeing this come up quite a bit on the mailing list. I wanted to catch up with what you're working on. For people that... Uh, don't have the background yet. What is the OWASP Security Knowledge Framework? Um, the OWASP Security Knowledge Framework is uh, basically a, a tool that is uh, really developed and uh, yeah, created for the developer. Um, because my brother and I yeah, really noticed uh, there wasn't really yeah a, a good framework or toolkit uh, that a developer easily could get uh, knowledge from and get guidance, uh, yeah, helping him in building uh, secure applications. Um, so, yeah, our main goal was to, yeah, really help and, and yeah, uh, give correct and good feedback to developers. Uh, we, there was already another OWASP tool uh, out there called Zop, um, that's really, uh, yeah, trying uh, the injections and, and well, a very uh, nice tool only yeah it's it's pretty much still far away from a developer uh and and yeah that's why we started this yeah this project like uh having something besides uh zop for a developer to to uh, guide him so is it an application or is it documentation um, well, it's funny you ask because it's uh, basically both. Um, so it is an, uh, uh, an application that you can launch uh, on your local machine or launch as a, as a service because, yeah, that's now uh, very popular. Um, and with this application, there is, uh, uh, well, a lot of documented uh, attack factors in there. Uh, and those attack factors, uh, we have based them upon the, the ISVS uh, project. That is another project from OWASP. That is the, the application verification security uh, standard, I believe. Basically, we use the ASVS uh, project also um, because that project really helped develop uh, yeah, safe and secure uh, applications. The only problem is it was only like, yeah, document. Uh, so, yeah, it was really only a document and it was really yeah, hard to use. Um, so, but it fit really in the mindset uh, that we had, like creating something for a developer. Uh, that's easy to use. So in the security knowledge framework, we use the SVS checklist in the post-development phase. In the post-development phase, that is where you can uh, select and say, yes, I have uh, correctly implemented this uh, checklist item of the SVS, and where we also give the developer more yeah, context and description about yeah, what an attacker can do when you yeah don't implement that checklist. Um, also, we give a, a solution yeah based on the the checklist uh, when a developer really wants to implement it. Um, so basically, that is the the post development phase of security knowledge framework where we also yeah implemented uh, that project. Um, but yeah, the the post development phase that is basically when you already created code. 
So we deal that uh, with a lot of uh, yeah times that we already have a web application or yeah something already that has been written. Uh, so that's where we want to use the post-development phase in the security knowledge framework, where we use the ASVS checklist, yeah, with a sort of a expert system where we ask the right questions about uh, the item, where you can answer yes or no. If you selected no, the, the tool, the security knowledge framework, will then correlate those items to a knowledge base item. And there you get the feedback and the right information on yeah, how you should approach this as a developer and create a, a secure functionality. Who would actually use this? Where, what's your audience when you think about people that are going to utilize this? Well, so I, <laughs> I'm hoping for, for multiple levels. So um, basically, I hope, let's first start with why, why we've done this. So for a developer, I want to give a developer uh, the right set of tools and knowledge so he can perform yeah, uh, secure applications and create secure applications. So how would you use this as a developer? Uh, first, when you cr are starting creating code or want to create code, you are in the designing phase. Well, that is one of the core aspects of the security knowledge framework, where you have the pre-development phase. In this phase, you didn't uh, write any code yet, but are really designing the application. So what type of functionality, what type of uh, user case are we dealing with? And the security knowledge framework will uh, give a developer already guidance in this phase. So a developer can use that functionality in the security knowledge framework, select pre-development, and then here he can select all the type of functionality he wants to create. So for example, uh, user management. Well, when you're dealing with something like user management, there are a lot of design patterns and type of, yeah, secure app, uh, functionality you have to create to make the whole thing uh, secure. Um, so in here, we already uh, yeah, try to, to um, correlate all the, the type of functionality again to the knowledge base items saying, hey, this is uh, the attack factor an uh, attacker has when you don't deal with this properly. Uh, and this is the solution on how you should uh, yeah, uh, mitigate this issue. Uh, also, for yeah, a full detailed um, um, yeah, uh, approach for the developer, uh, we also have like uh, code examples that are from different languages. For example, PHP, .NET, uh, build, building busy with uh, Java and Python. But in here, you can also see, for example, the file upload or user management, how uh, a developer would implement this. Uh, and also with very yeah, detailed comments on really the mindset that the developer needs to yeah, create to yeah, have a, a really a defensible application that's yeah, really secure. What is the output of the app? Is it just prescriptive? It says this is the problem and this is how you would fix it? So basically, it is more like a sort of a threat analysis uh, system, uh, like a tool, and that will, uh, yeah, based upon uh, the things you select in the pre-development, will correlate those type of, uh, yeah, issues to knowledge base items. Um, so yeah, again, if you're working, for example, you want to do a file upload functionality or something in the uh, pre-development phase, you select well, a user needs to upload the file. And that item is then correlated to a knowledge base item that says, hey, when you're dealing with file uploads, think about file upload injection because, well, an attacker can upload his own uh, uh, yeah, code and it can be executed. 
Uh, and this is uh, the approach developers should take to uh, yeah, mitigate this issue uh, and take away the attack factor. When you're looking at most applications, though, Glenn, most applications now are built out of artifacts or components. How are you handling those? Um, well, to be honest, so <laughs> again, it is really uh, diving into the code. So, for example, how I would use and are using uh, the post-development phase, that is first, you use the ISVS checklist or the, the project uh, as a security requirement. That's the first step. So that's, again, one of the core uh, functionality I use it for is uh, give it away and make it a security requirement to implement in your application the ISVS level 1 to 3, depending on, well, the classification, of course, of your application and your data. Um, so, yeah, uh, and basically when we uh, have uh, yeah, made that arrangement and said, okay, we're going to implement and create applications based on the ISVS, for example, level three, then they go start implementing and using the security knowledge framework to get insights on how the test and the checklist uh, should be implemented. And when that whole phase is done, then, uh, yeah, most of the time I come again uh, with the team, we go through again the, the whole ASVS, the post-development phase, and, um, yeah, we really map all the checklist items we're going to walk through and map them against the code uh, yeah, to verify and have a sort of uh, yeah four eyes principle approach, and to see if if all those control items are properly implemented in the code. Um, well, and when when that's done, then you can go on and continue for your uh, penetration test, for example. Is the top ten incorporated in any way? Um, yes, of course. Uh, so the top ten that is uh, yeah well the top ten of uh, the attack uh, uh, factors. Uh, the, being used and that are really popular. Uh, so, of course, those are uh, in there. Uh, but more important is that there are also more in-depth uh, yeah, security controls in there. Because as you know, well, yeah, <laughs> security is like an onion and uh, the, the many layers you add, the, the more protection you uh, probably will get. Um, so only protecting you against the top 10 issues, yeah, especially in an age where we're living right now, uh, isn't really sufficient and uh, will not, uh, yeah, get you there. And yeah, in my honest opinion, it won't save your your company from uh, attackers. So that's why uh, I think the ASVS project is also a really great project from OWASP because that's giving really the in-depth items to well everybody on how to do that. And yeah, the security knowledge framework really implemented that in a tool together with other uh, knowledge and, and information gathered over the years. So I think uh, now, yeah, with this type of information and, uh, and tooling, uh, every developer, you know, from, from one type of armies to uh, <laughs> big enterprise companies now have all the, the knowledge and capability and yeah, can really empower them to create secure applications. Um, it's all there, all the info you need. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm also really happy with the ASVS because, for example, they have, like, around 170 uh, security controls in them, in there. So, yeah, that's uh, a lot more than a to uh, only uh, OWASP Top 10, of course. Sure, sure. When you're looking at this, Glenn, can you track your user base? Do you know how big your user base is? Um, 
Well, so for example, we use also the, the PIP Python uh, uh, packaging uh, distribution. And we were like, I think around 20,000 downloads now since we have it uh, published, uh, yeah, uh, also on the OWASP uh, community. Um, How long has it been on? I, I think now for like two months. 20,000 in two months. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I mean, also, uh, we, we went to a lot of conference already, like uh, the DevOps Days and other uh, exciting conference. Um, yeah, and then people were really, really, yeah, uh, thankful and happy with, with, yeah, the whole framework and the, the information and knowledge in there. Um, because, yeah, if you read all the reports, like the SONS uh, report, uh, we have yeah really big technical gaps on on and depth on on web application security, and and everybody nowadays can can program an application, but yeah, uh, making a secure application by design that is really a hard thing to do. When you're looking at twenty thousand downloads, what do you expect from the users as far as feedback? What are you looking for from your users? Well, of course, uh, in the in the happy flow, I, I would like to yeah to be critic about my my and my brother's work. Um, like really, yeah, <laughs> review it. It's me. I mean, it's security, so it's all in the details. Um, but yeah, again, I would be very happy if people, yeah, are now empowered and then, uh, yeah, can really make the difference in their company or, you know, wherever they are. Is there anything specific about mobile in here? I do know that the ASVS checklist also supports mobile uh, uh, application and also have a couple of those items for mobile uh, development. Uh, but we choose to leave those out. Um because of the, the the simple reason is, so I think uh, a mobile application should be nothing more than sort of a really thin client that's like only using yeah, you know, to build data based on views or build views based on data. So really, you have the thin client approach, uh, and when you do that, you could make the whole. Um, uh, application and the whole in interface uh, API driven, for example, and then you have still all the the good jazz and all the the security controls for applications or for in this case web applications are still applicable. But are you if you are moving all that logic and and yeah a lot of that functionality to the client itself to the mobile application? Well, with that you also create a lot of problems. So my my advice would be when you're creating mobile applications, just see the mobile as a really thin client, and yeah, look at it, use it as a, an API, like you would uh, with RESTful APIs, and you know it's only a view for displaying the data, and the data is yeah all fetched by APIs or whatever. You've mentioned the ASVS team a lot. Are you working with those guys very closely? Yeah, since I met uh, Jim Manico a couple of months ago, uh, we first had the project only for ourselves, and and yeah, it was open source, but not yet under the the OWASP flag. Uh, I I showed the project uh, project to uh, Jim, and uh, yeah, he was so uh, so happy and 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 very you know like whoa, this is really cool stuff, and uh, yeah, also said like uh, hey, uh, do you want to uh, maybe uh, do something with OWASP together and 
uh, yeah, I see a lot of uh, value in this uh, this tool. Um, then we also moved from our, um, yeah, we had a other sort of checklist in there before for the post-development. But then uh, Jim, uh, yeah, said to me, hey, do you know the ASVS? And I'm like, no, what's that? And uh, so I dived into it. And yeah, it was so much better uh, than we already had. So uh, we, we replaced that whole part with the ASVS part. Um, yeah, and then also uh, uh, refactored uh, the whole thing and uh, yeah, made it uh, an OWASP uh, look and feel. And then we donated uh, yeah, it also to, uh, to OWASP. Um, and then now we're, we're yeah, working on it under that flag and uh, from the whole OWASP so perspective. I mean, it's the same thing uh, me and my brother also had. It's like, uh, yeah, really the same vision, really helping people and uh, trying to get this right. It's already such a hard thing. And, uh, yeah, we need to really to do this together and uh, bundle our, uh, our knowledge, right? I, I think so. What what do you attribute the growth to? 20,000 downloads in two months is huge. What do you attribute that to? I think, but that's, yeah, just a thought. Um, I, I see a lot of, a lot of uh, yeah, tooling and applications that are being created or out there are really focusing on, on yeah, the, the, the sort of the after deal, right? So you, you created the code, you... Everything that could have been wrong that can go wrong, and then you're on the part like, okay, now we're gonna use ZOP, or now we're gonna use a static code analyzer, or whatever. It's it's like really far in the whole chain, I think, and yeah, uh, really getting the feedback loop as close as possible because yeah, it's the developer. So if you teach him how to do it properly and give him the tools and the knowledge. Uh, yeah, to do so, I think that's a much better solution than, uh, yeah, pumping a lot of money in, in a small part of the end result. Sure, I mean, but how did, how did you get so much visibility with the developers so fast? Well, there isn't really a product like this out there. And I think that's the main, yeah, the main thing, right? And, and um, like I said, it's really hard. I, I've also been a developer uh, for many years uh, now. And uh, yeah, th there isn't really something like this. And uh, OWASP and the whole OWASP Wikipedia is really, uh, yeah, that thing, right? That, that's beside this, only that's more, uh, again, focused on attacking, 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 and in a later phase. Uh, and this one is like, yeah, the, the shortest feedback loop there is. It's the developer itself that has now the knowledge and uh, can do a, a good job. And like I said before, I, I didn't see any uh, yeah, tooling out there uh, that, that, that can do this. And that is also why, yeah, we came to this uh, tooling and to this end result uh, because we were really thinking about creating, a, an, an, for example, a new add-on for ZOP or a new awesome uh, scanning injection tool. Um, but yeah, we, th we thought like, okay, uh, but do we have enough context to really know and say this is an issue or not? Because yeah, also another uh, very annoying uh, side effect of all those uh, security tooling that is and are the false positives that are being generated. Um, yeah, and, and we d didn't want to go that route uh, to get and only yeah, 
create false positives and so we thought let's do the yeah do a game change and yeah create context by asking questions so where does it go from here what's your vision for the next year um the next vision would be to make it more um uh, stable uh, for before uh, for example as a service so also have user management in there so uh, bigger companies can really run it as a service inside their uh, their own uh, uh, yeah company um, and for example what we want to do is uh, extend uh, the other uh, uh, code language examples uh, for example the python uh, Perl, java uh, stuff like that of course, uh, we are very busy now with uh, the ISVS team, my brother and I, to also add there, uh, yeah, more value and uh, maybe some other checklist items. Um, and of course, when that version is final, we will implement a new ISVS uh, again in the, <laughs> the security knowledge framework project. Um, we're also going to the, the uh, OLAS summit in uh, September. Uh, to talk about uh, the security knowledge framework and the ASVS project. Um, yeah, and basically uh, spreading uh, yeah, the word and the framework to everybody that is uh, interested. I was just talking with Fabio Cerullo, who's running the Code Sprint, uh, Summer Code Sprint. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if this might not be something applicable for the winter Code Sprint. You've got a vision here you might be able to get some students to work for you on this thing. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. To be honest, uh, we also do that uh, type of things in the Netherlands. So we also visit um, uh, a school in uh, Arnhem uh, where, where they are trained to be uh, yeah, the new development and uh, the web application. And uh, let me think. Yeah, so we went there like uh, three, three months ago. We went there and uh, we did a full workshop on the, how to use the security knowledge framework and uh, yeah, so how the, the students can, can really yeah, also implement security and, uh, and get their, their self teach about it. You know, you work with Martin too since you're in the Netherlands. Have you guys worked together on the university challenge at the last AppSec? Um, no, no, too bad not. No, I just uh, recently uh, uh, met Martin because I know him already, of, of course, from the conference and uh, he's a very uh, yeah, known guest. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, recently I really started working uh, together with him and uh, yeah, now I'm also really an uh, OWASP project leader and um, yeah, really tr trying to do my best and uh, get the word out there for OWASP. I've been speaking with Glenn Takata from the Security Knowledge Framework Project. We're going to meet up with Glenn in AppSec USA in San Francisco in a couple minutes, in a couple months. Glenn, good to catch up with you. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, looking forward to uh, to San Francisco. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. <laughs>